Space Italy? I know, it's an embarrassingly lazy name, but when you're creating an entire universe from scratch, you can't make up a believable name for everything. Sometimes you just have to go with Space Italy, or the Robot Planet, or Dr. Zoidberg. Preposterous. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Hulu reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox and Comedy Central ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Futurama Season 8, Episode 10, All the Way Down. We have made it through the first half of this season. Uh, we do not know when the other episodes for this season are going to come out. So One gonna, big shrug guy emoji. One big shrug emoji. We know the names for them, but we have no idea when they're coming out. But that's okay, because you know what's coming out right now? What is that, Mike? <laughs> Outsourcing Mike's bits. You, you doing okay over there, buddy? No, no. I shouldn't have described <laughs> it like that at all. It, w- it was a terrible idea. However, um, we are doing. Uh, we are coming down to the end of the pod decks. Would you rather deck a, a some cards I bought a while ago that have shaped this podcast and really Irre- irrecoverably. <laughs> yeah, cannot cannot be recovered. However, here we are, and Ben, we only have two, so there's really no reason for a good good shuffle. I'll swig. I'll swish them around a little bit. You can see that on camera. There we go. All right, and I'd like you to pick one. I'm going to go with uh, my right, your left. So this one right here. Yep. All right. Excellent. This means that whatever, whenever we come back, we have that one to look forward to. But this one, the one that you picked, my good friend, Ben, would you, re- and, and we might've done this before because it does sound kind of familiar, <laughs> but who okay. knows at this point, would you rather face a fork in the road or be forced to pick between three doors? Would you rather pace a fork in the road or be forced to pick between three doors? Three doors, because I get to then talk about the Monty Hall problem, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. So, easy, easy. I uh, mean, th- like that, that also... But you, you're, we're, we're kind of going above the card here saying, do we have a person that removes one of the doors mid-choice time to show you the donkey or whatever it was uh not necessarily there's not there's maybe not goats and cars behind those doors but still the fact that there are three doors means that i can be like oh hey there's three doors are you familiar with the monty hall problem and then i will talk at length for 20 minutes about the monty hall problem Uh, that's Um, a conservative number but yes and uh it's one of my favorite little mathematical things. And uh, so, yeah, obviously it's the three doors, even if it's unrelated to anything else about the Monty Hall problem. Uh, coming to a fork in the road, at most, I can make a Robert Frost reference right. um, about taking the road less traveled. And that has made all the difference, which is fine. 
but I'd rather do the Monty Hall thing. So I'm going to go with the three doors. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a reasonable choice, especially because of the Monty Hall thing. I do feel like we face a lot of forks in the road on a regular basis, uh, based on how many roads there are now. Like there, back in the day, uh, forks in the road kind of terrifying because you didn't know you you're just on a dirt road somewhere. And you're like, I'm trying to get to Rome, and neither of these things say to Rome, so I don't know where I'm going. But nowadays, I've got GPS. So, you know, I, I don't mind a fork in the road. Like, oh, I can turn left or right. Oh, which one does my magical, you know, electricity box say? Right? Great. So I'll probably just do that. Unless I don't have a phone in which I'll shrivel up and die. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. Uh, anyways, let me know if you want me to talk about the Monty Hall problem. Because I love it. There's, it a, lot of, there's a lot of great explainers for of it on youtube so you don't need some dingus sure. like me to explain it um but i, I think uh, i think the great. answer i think the answer of do you want to go on a, a tangent about the money hall pro- problem uh is a direct result of how much information do you think we're going to talk about on this episode of bo- the podcast uh i mean probably a lot uh it's it's a complicated episode uh so yeah it's it's a little i mean i wouldn't say it's the most complicated episode we've ever done i mean it's no it's no um uh farnsworth parabox where there's like uh, that was rough uh a hundred million different universes but yeah uh, all the way down it's the uh um the internetmoviedatabase.com uh has the summary of the crew investigates whether the universe is a simulation uh, which kind of, maybe kind I, of? I was a little, I was a little nervous sure. when I saw the synopsis of this, uh, because I feel like is the universe a simulation is played out ever since 1999 when the matrix was released right. and everyone was like, ah, dude, we could be living in the matrix right now. We would never know. And it was like people just get stoned and talk about the Matrix all the time, which honestly, that's fine. I don't really have a problem with. Yeah, it's I, just, I, I'm it's trying just to find out where out. the problem is with getting high and discussing <laughs> movies <laughs> or just like just, anything like, man, did you see Darth Vader do that? Man, that was awesome. It was just it was just a little bit played out. Like, so I, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do a is the universe a simulation uh Futurama episode but we'll get to how I felt about that at the end because it is all the way down the uh Futurama episode that aired September 25th 2023 mm-hmm. it is all about how the professor has built a simulation of the universe and to demonstrate his simulation of the universe. He shows off a simulated Planet Express with the Planet Express crew, uh, which does start out with them just being little three-pixel blobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was also, admittedly, very nervous about seeing that because I was was nervous that, like, they were really going to lean into the like, oh, we're going to tell a story with all these little three pixel blobs. Sure. Because it starts out with like, 
here they are. And then the simulated Fry and Leela go on a, a date to sure. uh, Space Italy. Um, and they're walking around and seeing the sights. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be the whole episode. It's just going to be like pixelated <laughs> blobs going on and like adventures. It's- and I was nervous as hell (laughs) it's very funny how we came at this so many different ways in like two minutes because the first thing that i had in mind was like maybe maybe not exactly but i was like oh no they're doing a future minecraft episode oh no because of the (laughs) voxels and then like Uh that that passed away when i realized like oh that's not anything but then it's also very funny uh, to basically n- notice that the professor, prior in his simulated universe, prioritized voice acting over graphics. Like there are active <laughs> voices and uh-huh. and like three pixels. That is a good point. I didn't really contemplate that. <laughs> um. I mean, I, I, I trust me as a as a developer, I could think of uh, it, it would be easier to just like record an MP3 and slap it into some video rather than be like, well, now I have to model this character in 3D. No, this, no, thank you. Yeah, but like that's a pre-recorded file. Like mm-hmm. they're all in, oh, they're true. all coming up with things in the simulation. Like when you play The Sims, there's like a standard set of like them just like talking in simlish yeah and like katie perry songs in simlish on the radio for some reason sure, which yeah is of course wild amazing um but they don't, uh, they don't make up new simlish on the fly exactly exactly it's it's someone got into a studio and it was like uh, do, uh yeah exactly um and then that's like all the the voices in the sims it's not coming up with new simlish on the fly, whereas this simulation, it's all real time simulating voices. Sure, but, but at the same everyone time, everyone is three pixels. That's fair. at the same time, this is a thousand years of proce- progress. So you know, I'm sure like all of that has been figured out. Like there's already kind of like AI, ge- like you can you can ask Chat GPT to like generate some voice acting and then there are like AI like you can feed like voice clips of a person into into a computer that can use that and synthesize a voice to say that what Chat GPT said so yeah we're living in a a a, a horror uh, a horror verse as podcasters uh-huh. uh the new iPhones have a function where you can train it to talk in your voice and i'm like i would no, rather thank die. you yeah i would rather die than have a teach my phone to like talk like me no 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 no, no. absolutely not uh so yeah that sounds awful um so yeah they've got the simulation uh it uses up a ton of power so um, much power He's going to have to shut it off. Bender doesn't want the, want him to shut it off because Bender's gotten attached to the weird little guys. Bender which, always gets attached to weird little guys. First of all, as an aside, I was just telling okay. someone the other day, I love that the 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 phrase weird little guy has like entered the parlance of like when you're talking about <laughs> like I'm going to play Pokemon, like you're going to go you're going to go hang out with your weird little guys. like it's just a thing a friend of mine got a just little cheap three dollar notebook and then they uh labeled it 
um, just like sketchbook of weird little guys and then just draw a bunch of like weird pigeon drawings and like uh, just a bunch. of. And I'm like, OK, I freaking love that you you named this notebook like weird little guys uh it's and then great. it's just full it's of weird great, little guys it's such a great descriptor for it i just love that that's become part of the language is like weird little guys second i also empathize with bender's plight because i've played way more of the sims than i oh yeah probably ever should have and like you get attached to those little bits of ones and zeros. Like, it's true. When you talk to someone who has played a lot of The Sims, they will start talking about their adventures in playing The Sims like regular people talk about their children. We're just like, oh, and then you know, this Sim went off to college, and then they, they met so-and-so at college, and then they became a mad scientist, uh, and they they got a, a secret lab where they raised zombies. And it's like, hold on, what? Like, yeah, you ju- you jumped a couple levels there, but also, I if my mom doesn't describe me to people that she knows that like I'm a mad scientist, then I've failed as as a son. I thought you were gonna say you hope she describes you as her weird little guy. <laughs> I hope she doesn't because I show um, up and I'm like, I'm six foot three. <laughs> like I walk in, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? It's like, Oh, this is your weird little guy. But, uh, but yeah, like I, when I was in college and I, I've talked about it, I think on this very podcast before, but when I was in college, I was playing a lot of the Sims too. And there's a, uh, there's a Sims, town in the sims 2 where it's based like everyone is named after uh william shakespeare characters okay um and uh so i made the the family from king lear and then the the daughters all went off to college and uh goneril was like the skater chick and um uh regan was like a uh goth chick and then uh cordelia was like this uh like preppy like mean girls kind of okay uh and then they all had like adventures and i i have told way more (laughs) way more stories about they made up king lear sims family and i've i've committed so much of that to memory i can still tell you exactly what they all did after college they all um I can tell you about the time that uh, King Lear wanted to see the ghost of someone in town who was very much alive. And then so I hatched a plot <laughs> to kill Brenda uh, by surrounding her by with fire jets. And then she bugged out and then the game got stuck. Uh, so... I really empathize I, with Bender, I, where he is like, I love these weird little guys. I, I'm obsessed with them because I'm obsessed with my weird little guys. I am obsessed with the idea of like, I really want to see a ghost of this person, this living person. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, hey, yeah, my neighbor down the street. I would love to see their ghost. <laughs> it's such a why. Like, I can see why that happened, but also it's like, what? What, those mad lads at EA, they're doing it again. It's not that I want her dead. It's that I just want to see her ghost. 
I mean, so not only not only does she need to be dead for that, but she needs to come haunt me so I can see the ghost. But it's not that I want her dead. I just really want to see her ghost. It's very complicated. Yeah, that's terrific. So, I, I imagine that there's some kind of Sims podcast that you could go and like just kind of <laughs> info dump that on them and have them have interesting I, conversations has, with you. There has to be a like Sims podcast where it's just like people talking about their weird sims adventures it's got to be it's got to be out there um so anyways i i really feel bender here he is he now, does don't, not don't want... go to the sims podcast where they're like all talking in simlish because then you have to translate what you're saying into simlish and that's just the whole thing it's a lot uh so i really empathize with bender here uh because he doesn't want the professor to shut down the simulator right uh and so he begs and begs and begs and also does a like leap uh-huh. he, because the professor is going to go shut it off. And Bender goes, no. And then cut to commercial. And then not that there's commercials, but um, right. That was it was it was only to, to enhance the joke. And then uh, Bender's still going, no. And the professor decides he's not going to do it. Uh, for other reasons that I don't remember. Plug is stuck. Or maybe I'm just extraordinarily weak. That is a possibility. Oh, bother. I'll just keep the simulation running a little longer. Thanks, Professor! <laughs> Bender, how were you leaping through the air that entire time? I wasn't. My first leap missed by a mile. So I leapt again. But I never stopped screaming for a second. Yeah, and then they they're like Bender, why why why'd you miss? It's like oh uh, yeah, or uh, like I didn't I I didn't hit him immediately, but I kept my my scream going. It's just very funny to me. <laughs> uh, so the professor decides not to shut it down. He does some upgrades so that it runs uh, more efficiently, so he can increase the resolution. Mm-hmm. So now the little guys look like. The normal guys. Everything right. everything is a real world resolution now. Mm-hmm. Although at one point they do have, they basically start generating the same episodes we've seen. Like Fry's like, I'm going to watch all TV. And then they show uh, a single pixel Hypnotoad, which is very good. Um, yeah, I will. I will say it was very funny when they were rehab, like the simulation was rehashing the same episodes, but we're just watching it as like three pixel people yeah as scared as i was that the whole episode was just gonna be like that i did enjoy that and it got even better when the whole episode wasn't just that so <laughs> right you know good times um yeah i i there there's a there's a lot going on and especially in that minimalist version of space italy where it's like you can't you know when you create a whole universe you can't be great at naming everything which I thought was very funny as somebody who has GM'd a game before. Um, but the mm-hmm. minimalist version of the t- Leaning pa- Tower of Pisa was just incredible to me. Uh, I will definitely never give anyone crap for uh, failing to name anything because, and I know I've mentioned it before on this podcast, but in the that D&D game I ran uh, with you uh, in it, uh, there was a, a very important character who whose name was canonically Steve Arooney. So uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh, Steve Arooney. 
There was not so that much he was that... he was not he was not supposed to be a, uh, an important character, but y'all kept being like, "Oh, we got to go see what Steve Rooney thinks." I'm like, "Go! Why? Why Steve Rooney? Because it's why are you guys still talking point? to fuck Steve Rooney? <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, he was just... supposed to be there long enough for you to forget about him, and instead you're just like, "Oh, but we got to gave... go talk to Steve Rooney." <laughs> you gave him such a memorable name. It, had you called him Steve, I think we would have just pieced out on him. Oh yeah, whatever. No one cares what Steve thinks. Uh, let's just never Steve talk Rooney, about him again. though. Let's forget Steve ever existed. Oh hey, look, it's my best friend Steve Rooney. He's gonna be the best man in my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful time that was. D and D is great. Um, yeah. is the moral of that story. So Steve Rooney is aside. Um, yeah, they. The the simulation goes on like their own little adventures. They go to space Italy. They see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. They have some sex, which is, you know, just six pixels on top yeah, of yeah. each other, um, which, which is pretty I, funny. Which, honestly, I think is why Bender kind of got in, enamored with them in the first place, because who doesn't love watching three or six pixel uh, sex? You got to start somewhere. I mean, you know. I mean, how many how many of people of our age started with pixelated sex that they couldn't quite get on cable? I did. I did watch, uh, and I I talked. To, I actually sent you the link for it. Uh, but that guy who made the like retro TV, oh, where yeah. he yeah, yeah. he he took a bunch of old media and like made an ad, a TV out of it, where like it creates TV schedules every day and right, just right. plays things on every channel. And he went to the trouble of making the like Cinemax channel where if you turn to it, it's just scrambled porn. And I'm just like, this is this is the ultimate nostalgia <laughs> trip because you can just go through the channels. There's a TV guide channel that yeah. shows all of the, you know, what's playing and with real with real information, like he coded it so that it shows what is playing on his other channels. That's uh it still is incredible to me, but it is very funny to like get porn and scramble it for your <laughs> for your side project. Anyways, scrambled porn aside, uh, the the simulation is um, now at higher resolution. Yeah, and in the real world, I think I it, I think this is the right order of events. In the real world. Amy is like, well, couldn't we be a simulation? And the professor is like, no, because it would take so much processing power to to do, you know, such and such. Uh, you, you can't simulate right. that. And she's like, well, isn't that just quantum mechanics? And he's like, well, um, uh, no, but like... Imagine simulating all of the like fluid dynamics or whatever, and like she's just like, well, no, that's you could totally simulate that with like that the because he the professor he talks says about something collisions like, between atoms and and how that kind of propagates over time, and mm-hmm. instead of it being instantaneous, it takes time, and she's like, that's just quantum mechanics. I think, and I remember he's like, oh, well, I guess we could be a simulation then, right? Because uh, the other thing was like, um, oh, there'd be a like uh, a limit on the speed that things could travel in the in the um, 
simulation. And she's like, so you mean like the speed of light? So all of these limitations, uh, quote unquote limitations, Amy's just like, well, no, that's just physics. Like, right, exactly. You're, you're just describing physics. So and, and, yeah, and, and we and for, we could actually be a credit, simulation. And to his credit, mm-hmm. Farnsworth is like, you know what? Maybe you're right. And Hermes calls him out on changing his opinion. He's like, I'm uh, new evidence was presented. I'm a scientist, not a politician. Mm-hmm. That was a good joke. Um, it was a very good joke. So yeah, they could totally be simulations. Um, and this makes uh this makes the the crew a little nervous but also the simulations end up having this exact same conversation about how they too could be a simulation which is watched by the people who have made the simulation and have already had this exact same conversation right so the simulated crew decides to go witness the and actually cause the uh collapse of a neutron star um right uh or a magnetar uh, yeah I, I, I don't i don't know. i don't remember what they go do it's some science thing where they fire um, a thing at a thing i think science. they're i think they're trying to collapse the magnetar or whatever um a magnetar is a type of neutron star with an extremely powerful magnetic field. So, yes. They decide to go do that, and this worries the professor because the professor is like, well, no, my my hardware can't handle that. Like, they'll do that, and it'll all glitch out, and then at that point, they will realize that they're a simulation. So we we can't have that, and... I don't remember what happens after that. <laughs> well, I I know that because uh, the uh, I love we're we're uh, so to to pull back the curtain a little bit. We were recording on Friday, which we were supposed to do on Tuesday, um, but my the contractors were working overtime on Tuesday, so we couldn't really record and have a good audio uh, quality for you listeners. Uh, but it has been multiple days since both of us have watched this episode of television. Yeah, we're a couple more days removed than usual. Um, but I so, do know, I do know that you know they, uh, the professor goes to the bathroom and has a eureka moment um, where he points. It's at, where he has all of his eureka moments, even when he's not using the the toilet. But he does point out that he uses these old maps instead of toilet paper, which everyone does groan about. And I'm like, what? What is it? What does it matter to you? These are just maps now. They're they're paper. That's. I mean, I mean, yes, his, it would be weird. Historically, but... historically, uh, before commercially available toilet paper, people just used to use old newspapers. Exactly. Why? Like you, know, you and, would, you and would the just use Express Crew. Yeah, it's just gross. Like grossed out by. It. It's like no, it's just, it's fine. It's good. But n- but now we have bidets and they're wonderful. Yeah, the professor has a eureka moment. Um, he has a couple of them in this episode, all on the toilet. Oh, of course. I mean, who doesn't have uh, eureka moments in the bathroom, whether on the toilet or on the, in the shower? The the eureka moment is that I believe again, great journalism from a uh, po- Futurama podcast um, is that uh, he knows how to get more power, and it's to drill down into the sewer to put That's a turbine right. in there, and this allows them to basically have as much power as the simulation needs. 
which I'm glad this time I wasn't eating any food during the drill for power. So I'm very happy about that personally. Mm -hmm. It was a little uh, visceral. Um, So yeah, the... um, So, but the simulation is still going to go collapse this magnetar, uh, which the professor still thinks is going to make everything look all glitchy. So... Bender decides that what he's going to do is uh, insert his consciousness into the simulation Bender uh, so that he can try to get them to... Well, no, he's going to tell them straight up that they're in a simulation. Right. Uh, because he he wants it to come from him. Uh, not because because of his weird little guys, he's very attached because of to his them. weird little guys thing. Yeah, exactly. So he's gonna go do this, and which is uh, a one way trip. Apparently, it's a one way trip. You cannot come back from the simulation. So um, this is not the Matrix. There's no there's no coming back. Right. Um, That's at least what they say in the moment. So he enters the simulation. He takes the place of simulation bender uh, as they're they're literally shooting a laser at this uh, magnetar. Right. And Bender uh, Bender enters the Bender simulation um, like the, the the Bender simulation feels like sick and then reboots and then it's the Bender from reality. And he's about to tell them all about the simulation. But then at that point, the simulated Planet Express crew is like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we're simulation or not. Because yeah, we're I, here together. I, we're um Right. We're gonna I, watch this thing explode together. Yeah. I think it was even like simulated fry that came up with that idea. Like not like realize like not just like it does it really matter if we're a simulation or not? And whether or not it's, you know, we live our lives the way we, we can or whatever. So, um, Mm -hmm. I think it was, it was him. So, so yeah, then, then, uh, Bender somehow gets back into the, well, so this causes, this causes the Bender reality Bender to not, uh, not tell everyone that they're a simulation. Right. Because he was going to go in and, and, uh, uh, do that and then he decides after the speech that he's just not going to say anything right but they're still going to find actively trying to remember exactly how this all plays out but they're, they're still going to find out when they when the magnetar collapses because everything's still going to get all glitchy right Um. so it's at that point when Reality Bender wakes up, and I do not remember. Uh, he basically tells the professor that he should underclock it, the whole simulation. Right, right. So, so he under the professor can underclock it to make it so that the simulation slows down to a crawl, um... And then uh, the the simulation will still experience everything in real time, but everything will look normal. And the people in reality watching the simulation will just see it go real slow, which right. unfortunately means no more watching the weird little guys, uh, right. which, you know. 
I mean, is, you can watch is, them. They just won't be moving at all. Right. So it is a little sad about that, but they get to keep living their peaceful lives, which is great for the weird little guys. Um, But uh, yeah, and it's uh, also very, it's never outright said, but it's very much implied that the, that Bender is now a Bender from a higher level of a simulation that has right. entered into reality, quote unquote, which is by definition at this point, another simulation. Right. Um, but nobody really questions it. They're just like, oh, Bender's back some magical way, even though it was a one-way trip. Right. Um, and then uh, I don't remember when when exactly this happens, but there is a like a, a quick zoom through of the different, like the simulated universe to the re- reality universe and then past it and then cut to black in doing the same thing you're talking about implying that there's more and more and more out there mm-hmm. um, which I did really love uh, I thought that was really effective I, th- I thought this whole episode was pretty effective in that way of kind of like building out the you know kind of not really asking the question but like you know asking if it the question is actually useful right um, and, and that's yeah I mean that's be a little bit more like vibes but yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the end of the episode, unless you had any other specific moments you wanted to call out. Um, ju- I just love it when the professor yells at uh, Bender, calling him a walking bucket, which is always funny to me. And then, Welcome uh, back, Bucket. Welcome back, Bucket. Um, and also, Zoidberg, uh, in the very few things he gets to do this episode, he does... Uh, have a high, high dislike for clams, and I'd say, keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that Zoidberg's uh, anti-clam sentiment was very funny. Yeah, um, um, I will yeah, agree that, with that. Those are the only two things I wanted to mention uh, before we got into vibes. I thought this episode was really effective. Like, I thought it was, you know, a strong. Like, when I think about a Futurama episode, it, it is kind of things like this that ask. Like kind of obviously it's a sitcom, but ask a deeper question that, you know, like like we've discussed, like, yes, the Matrix is like, what are we in a simulation? But this episode almost asks, does that even really matter? And I think that's a really interesting kind of additional question for a, again, situational comedy to ask. Um, And I think that's what Futurama does really well. And I think this this hits. I This is a... This is a this is a thumbs up for me. I think it's very funny. I think it's really interesting and thoughtful about what's going on. But there's also things like the professor sitting on the toilet and using maps as toilet paper. There's you know the uh, the uh, Zoidberg hating clams. Just love it. Like it, it. There's it's it. This is well crafted to me. And and even though like it it is uh, if I remember correctly the ending is somewhat open to interpretation but again i think that's less of a you know like we've been complaining a little bit with this season how things just kind of like and it ended kind of Uh but i think that the uh, ambiguous ending to this episode helps it so i think i think that i i really like this episode i really like it as a kind of a break point uh between the two halves of the season i think it's really well crafted i think it's well really well you know acted and thought out uh, thumbs up for me. Very, very, very good episode to me. Yeah, I 
really enjoyed this episode. Um, I made it a point to because uh, after the first episode of this season, I had watched the Johnny Two Cellos review before <laughs> right. we recorded, and I copied his homework a little bit. And I've made it a point to not watch the reviews until after we record. So I haven't seen the one for this episode yet, because okay. e- even though it's been on YouTube tempting me since we didn't get a record hey, on on Tuesday, we have about 10 minutes left and you could hit play. Uh huh. Yeah. Tell tell your kitchen contractors that they've ruined my life. Um, I will let them know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like the idea that they've ruined my life yeah. while you do not have a functional kitchen and will not have a functional kitchen for another month. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it's all about me <laughs> but, is what but I'm it's saying. It's all about Ben's uh, comfort. It's all about my comfort. Uh, exactly. You get it. Yeah, uh, obviously. So That's why I said what I said. <laughs> anyways, I have specifically been waiting to watch them until after we do our episode, so I'm not copying his homework. But with that said, in the episode in his review for last episode, one of the things that he brought up is that uh, it kind of stunk that like Futurama, a, a, a show with a, this great sci-fi premise and all sorts of like you know making riffs on sci-fi everything. Did an episode that was just like, I don't know, what if they're toys or whatever? What if what if they're basically <laughs> toys that already exist here in the year 2023? Right. Um, and let's just wrap it around some weird science spell, science love spell. That totally makes sense. Um, but one of it. So his point was like, it kind of stinks that like you've got this great sci-fi setting and premise. And then it was that because like the what if machine for example even if the individual stories are not science fiction premise the the framing story is like the professor invented uh his this this what if machine along with the ultimate invention the thing longer um but who who uh, doesn't love the thing longer so that really stuck with me when i watched this episode because I feel like one of the things we haven't gotten a lot in this season in general is a lot of those clever science fiction sort of stories. Right. Because we've gotten a lot of them over the course of Futurama's run. Um, You know, sometimes it literally is just like, "Eh, I don't know, like Napster was a thing. So like, uh, what if Napster like let you download robots, download people into robots? Yeah, that sounds great. Like, it's a weird, weird sort of play. Even the much maligned iPhone episode was still like, okay, it's a phone you literally literally shove into your eye. Like, right. That has science fiction implications. Um, We haven't gotten a ton of that in this season. Um, Even the uh, even the COVID episode was like uh, voodoo, but also voodoo is science actually it turns out like right (laughs) it's kind of weird so this episode was great because it was like okay well no we're going to talk about this like is reality a simulation a thing that scientists and philosophers have been trying to uh, to 
answer since the dawn of time, basically. Futurama takes this like spin on it by having the professor literally make a simulation of the actual world that acts in just exactly like the real world. And then that sort of ambiguous ending of like, but are we a simulation? Right. And on top of it, the end of it not really being about whether or not we're a simulation, but asking that question of does it really matter if we're a simulation? And the simulated Planet Express crew coming to the the idea that it doesn't actually matter because they're all together and they're all living their best lives, whether those are simulated or not. It was it it all it all wrapped up into a, a really neat idea. And I don't think that it was the funniest episode. I don't think it was the most heartwarming episode. Sure. Uh, not even the most like heady, uh, like, you know, just thought provoking episode. It wasn't the most of any of those, but it did all of those things well. And it, right. it all works to weave a good story together. And so, yeah, I liked it. It's a definite thumbs up for me. Um, it's, it's up there with with some of the best uh, Futurama episodes out there. I think yeah, like it definitely. was, it was really good. Um, I honestly don't have any complaints about it. Uh, mo- most any complaint I had was like at the beginning when I'm like, oh god, we're just gonna be watching collections of pixels <laughs> this entire stupid show, and you know I was wrong about that and. Once I realized that that wasn't going to be it, I I warmed up to the episode. But you know, subsequent watches that you know, I know it's not going to be that, and I'll enjoy it. Like I I right. I'll I'll love going back to this episode. It's definitely going to be something I watch again. Um, so yeah, it was definite thumbs up for me. Excellent. Uh, uh, yeah, we'd love to know what you have to think about it. Yeah, let us know. Uh, let us know whether or not you're a simulation. We want you to let us know what you thought mm-hmm. about this episode, what you think about weird little guys, what you think about The Sims. Tell me your favorite The Sims story. Talk with us about the Monty Hall problem. Let me know if you want me to do a 20-minute episode on the Monty Hall problem. That will be a solo mission from Ben. <laughs> I'm going to be like, well, uh, Mike's here, uh, and we're going to talk about the Monty Hall problem. And hey, hey, Mike, where are you going? Mike, hey, Mike, he, come back. He's He just seems to be nodding silently, so I'll just keep going. Uh, I find out you just recorded a clip of you just nodding along and put it on loop. Um, yeah, that's like, what wow, I'm going to do. Is, Mike is really interested in the Monty Hall problem. He has uh, no follow-up questions, but he is really interested. He's really interested. So I'm just going to keep talking. I scheduled us for 20 minutes, but you know it's what? Been We're three at the 45-minute mark. I think I can go for another 15 easily. So <clears throat> um, <laughs> we want to know all these things and more. You can let us know. Uh, by the time this episode releases, though, we'll have already recorded our wrap-up for the, the season episode. For the, um, the half season? Because there is 10 more. Pr- production, based on the Wikipedia, oh, uh, production 
yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna continue to be episode, uh, season eleven on Hulu, but it's gonna be production season nine. So that's not gonna complicate anything. Is it really? It 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 uh, you said on Wikipedia it it I see lists of future um episodes where it has season eight cut into two parts. Oh God, they've they've literally <laughs> updated that in the last week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea what's going on. Everything's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't know. We can we I guess we can do it because there's not been anything released about the second half except for all of the names of the episodes and who wrote them. Uh, regardless. We are going to do a wrap up for the half season slash end of production season slash whatever. I don't care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So by the time uh, by the time this this episode is in your pod feeds, we'll have already recorded our wrap up episode unless Mike has more kitchen contractors, uh, which in is which certainly case, possible. Uh, so let us know um, what you thought about uh, this episode, about this season, about the Monty Hall problem, about your Sims uh, and your weird little guys. Um, we, we are. I want to put it out there. We are a pro weird little guy podcast. We're a pro weird little guy podcast. Exactly. Just want to make sure that everybody is aware of where we stand. So let us know all these things and more. You can do that at backtothefuturama.net. Uh, you can find us on failing website, X, formerly Twitter, dot whatever, at, uh, <laughs> at backtofuturama. <laughs> Although who knows how, how much longer that's going to be a viable option. We'll probably be on Blue Sky at some point. Uh, find us there. It'll be fine. Um, it, it'll be fine. Famous last uh, words. F- famous last words. You can uh, send us an email at back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. And we are, of course, on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, we don't quite know what we're going to do yet during the break, but we are talking about doing uh, once a month episodes. Uh, and there'll probably be some uh, bonus content. I don't I don't know if the if the once a month stuff is going to be on the main feed or the bonus feed or both. We we've got stuff to figure out on that. We sure uh, do. But I did I did agree that uh one of those episodes will be me watching the uh Weird Al movie UHF. Yeah. For the first time yes! and talking about it. Woo! So uh stay stay tuned for that. Very excited. Very exciting. I'm, I have no idea if I should be excited about it or not, but we'll find out. Um, I don't. I don't have a uh, a neutral bone in my body about that movie. It is the best movie that's ever been made, and it has some problems, sure. But I have no idea if you'll like it or not. Anyways, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be back next week with a wrap up of the first half of the season. Uh, the f- ten episodes into the Hulu season. And, um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be reading your emails, uh, about the season. We'll be talking about what our thoughts were on the overall, uh, season after we've, we've had some time to sort of digest it a little bit. Uh, and then we'll be doing our, whatever we do, Um, whatever nonsense that comes to our minds. 
thank you for listening to this one. Uh, uh, hopefully you enjoyed all the way down like we did, but you know, hopefully you enjoyed our podcast, even though it was buck wild uh, because of our uh, time shiftedness. Uh, but yeah, thank you for coming to the end of these. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say about everything. Cause I always, I always get a smile when you, when we get interactions from you guys. So, so take it easy. I'll do you one better. Take it sleazy. Whoa. Uh, until right. next time, I'm Ben, taking it sleazy. <laughs> and I'm Mike, taking it easy. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow. Of tomorrow. The simulated world of tomorrow.